Do you shop on Amazon.com? Of course you do. You can now support the Midwest Podcast Network while doing so. Go to Amazon.MidwestPodcastNetwork.com and a very small percentage of your purchase will go towards making our network and its content even better. That's Amazon.MidwestPodcastNetwork.com. Bookmark it today. Welcome to the Midwest Film Nerds Podcast. I'm Alex. I'm Nick. I'm Tim. I'm Willie. Today we're going to talk a little bit about Wes Craven, and then we're going to do a fall movie draft. Talk more about that when we get to it. And then we're going to talk about the latest Kevin Bacon vehicle, Cop Car. (laughs) (laughs) And then we're going to talk about a movie he's in called Cop Car. So... (laughs) Before we get to all that, feedback at MidwestFilmNerds.com is where oh. you can talk to us. Let us know. <laughs> he didn't even bat an eye when he said it either. He just said, you need the, the sunglasses. The with it sunglasses. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just come right down. Now I want to know what kind of car Kevin Bacon drives. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. We can do the research. Okay. I'm That'll doing. be our first investigative journalism joint on Midwest Find out if there's a message board that talks about celebrity, celebrity cars, celebrity automobiles. Cars. He, he seems like a Cadillac kind of guy to me. Like he rolls around in a nice old Cadillac. You don't think of like a truck? No, he doesn't strike me as a truck I get guy. him confused with his Tremors character. <laughs> <laughs> it happens. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, feedback at MidwestFilmNerds.com. Let us know what you think of the show, the things that we talk about. MidwestFilmNerds.com and iTunes has all previous 141-plus bonus episodes. And on MidwestFilmNerds.com, you'll find full show notes where you can skip over spoilery and other things that you don't hear want any, well, other things you don't want to hear about on our show. Mm-hmm. We're on Twitter, at MFN Podcast. We're also on Facebook. We're on Vine and Instagram as well. You can find links to all those on MidwestFilmNerds.com. And on each other, because they're all constantly posting to and about each other. And yeah, I think that's about it. Amazon.MidwestPodcastNetwork.com. Go there, shop. And uh, when you shop, part of what you purchase will get some of your money and will make this better. This show, this podcast network, our lives, they'll all get better when you shop at (laughs) Amazon.MidwestPodcastNetwork.com. Do it. Uh, So, Summer Movie Wager this week. We're done. August is wrapped up. Going to get you the final numbers and the final standings at the end of the month after I do a real quick what would it be like if we took the winnings right now. And uh, I usually don't reveal that because some of the time it doesn't change in the next four weeks. But seeing as how Terminator Genesis is like the biggest movie in China of all time, it might mess some people up. I don't know. We'll see. It's got a whole other month. So I don't think everybody in China has seen it yet. I feel like I'm going to do really bad this time around. It's I have no not idea. my year. I haven't even looked. The only thing that I know is something that I've repeated like every episode and that there were only two people that picked Jurassic World to right. beat Avengers. So. They're, they're shoe-ins then. I don't know. That's I some know. points though. That's, that's some big points. I mean, that's 13 points, but if they messed up the middle chunk of their list. Uh, it's true. You know. If Fantastic Four was anywhere near the top five. Yeah. Whoops. Yeah. So we'll get to that in due time, but... Some very sad news came this past weekend. Uh, Wes Craven passed away on Sunday, I believe. Um, Wes Craven, known for a lot of his work in the horror genre. And I know Tim wanted to uh, talk about it. And, and, you know, it's always, we always try to note when when some notable deaths happen in the film uh, world. But, yeah, I don't know. I mean, you, you and Willie are the two 
bigger horror fans on the podcast. I don't know if you had anything in particular you wanted to to say. No, I mean Wes. Wes was a guy. Willie and I talk about Wes Craven a lot, all the time, <laughs> because like we call each other at work and we just read off his IMDb page, <laughs> and because he's got some amazing like uh, revolutionary stuff. Yeah, to oh his yeah. Credit. And, I, I can I mean, think of three right now. Yeah, Nightmare on Elm Street, Last House on the Left, and Scream. And I would also say New Nightmare. And New Nightmare. Honestly, yeah. I would say. Yeah, I mean that that set the stage for Scream. So. Yep. Yeah. And then he's got some. Up on his IMDb page, where you're just like, "What?" <laughs> but the thing with like what, Tim? Hold on, throw oh, it up. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> Let's hear it. I'm looking particularly at um, if they're looking for the deep cuts. If the listeners are looking for the West Craven deep cuts, we got to throw a couple out there for them. Shocker! Oh it, God, is a wacky one. Shocker oh is um, stars Mitch Pileggi, uh Skinner from the X Files, <laughs> and he basically the the. What exactly happens in Shocker? Okay, so here's my recollection. He's on death row. There's a killer on death row, and he gets the electric chair. But his spirit is somehow transferred right. into television or into electronics, right? Yes. And then they fight him in a TV. Yep. Yeah. And well, I Peter s- Berg fights him inside a television. It, yeah, point. Peter Berg's the lead character. <laughs> yeah, and they fight in a TV. But Okay, that's one of them. <laughs> Vampire in Brooklyn, which is just not good. That's no. the Eddie Murphy vampire, like urban vampire. I movie. chuckled a couple times. But. Um, God, Deadly Friend. Oh, I love Deadly Friend. Deadly Friend is so good. Deadly Friend has, if you've ever seen the YouTube clip of the woman, like they throw a basketball at her head, and yeah, it just it's explodes. the woman from the Goonies, <laughs> and don't throw them off the train. Yes. Yeah. And um, uh, oh God, who's the? Uh, I can't. Is it Kirstie Swanson? I think oh, it's yeah. Kirstie Swanson. Oh yeah. Just guns a basketball, and the woman from the Goonies' head just explodes from it. Explodes. <laughs> oh. It's, yeah. But the best part is her body keeps kind of walking around weirdly after her head. It's pretty great. Yeah. Honestly, the only Wes Craven movies that I've seen are the Scream films. Okay. What do you think of the Scream movies? I know we talked about it before, but... Yeah, I mean, you're the reason that I really watched any of them. I got I you really hyped for four, didn't I? Yeah, you, yeah, as you do with anything you like. You're like, oh, hey, everybody, come on this journey with me. And I had to watch all the Scream movies because I hadn't seen any of them up until Scream 4 was coming out. And, uh, you know, I, it, it, was, it was an interesting journey to go on because it's so far removed from when it came out. I felt like Scream was really kind of the modern slasher flick. And to experience them all at once and kind of go through the history of it and see the new one that was coming out. Uh, it's it's kind of easy to see why Wes Craven's somebody who, who has such high stature in, in the horror uh, genre. Like, he... He had the ability to kind of shape the genre with a lot of the things that he did throughout his career in different iterations. And that's that's kind of... A, it's remarkable. I don't know if we could yeah. say that about any one particular person in any other genre. Like it's, it's, it's hard. No, and it's funny because I've I've always been a bigger fan of uh, Carpenter and Wes Craven get compared a lot. I think, and I've always been a bigger fan of Carpenter. If I had to choose between the two, in fact, there's a lot of other horror directors who I'm a bigger fan of than Craven. But when you look back on Craven's filmography, it really is the guy. The guy, when you look at his highs, he's totally reinventing the wheel. As opposed to some of the other guys who put out some really great movies, but they weren't necessarily anything you hadn't seen a variation of before. So that's that really says a lot. I, yeah. I you know, I mean, Nightmare on Elm Street, that the the original, yeah. I mean, when you watch it today, there's some dated aspects to it, obviously, like any of the movies that were made in the '80s from that genre. But I mean, the fact that the man took a concept 
as simple as an article he had read, um, which was obviously didn't involve Freddy Krueger, but and turned it into this great horror film, this really interesting, unique horror film. Um, I mean, the guy had a brain on him, and he and he most of the time he knew how to use it and and use it to great effect. So, and that's the thing when I bring up his lesser works, it's actually in a way a compliment for me because these are only movies that could be made by someone who is a very smart individual maybe sometimes too smart for the type of movies he was making Mm. um he's a guy that he taught at westminster college he was a professor there and then he went into pornography like he shot (laughs) pornography with sean s cunningham i didn't know this until recently but um even in like his lesser movies like i named um cursed is another one oh boy and then there's one i want to talk about my Soul to Take, which just came out. Like oh, I've seen My Soul to Take. Willie hates me for it. I've seen it four <laughs> times. I've seen it once. And even in Craven's, like, in his lesser movies, like I, like Shocker and all of them, you can tell thematically what he's going for. And in this one, like, he's totally in Professor Wes Craven mode, and I have no clue what he's talking about the entire... It's fascinating who's, to me. Who's in that one? Um, Forrest Whitaker's kid in, in a condo. Which one? Um... Autumn, ocean, breeze. The the younger, the male kid. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Is it Forrest Whitaker? It's Forrest Whitaker. I, I, I'm right? not sure. I like I said. I watched it once. I can't. it's a lot of um, yeah. young I, actors. Um, there's not really any stars in it. It's essentially just about a. It's a slasher movie. Yeah, Denzel Whitaker. Denzel Whitaker. Yeah. All right. Is the uh, that's the one kid I remember in it just because he's been in other things. But it it's basically it's. An hour and a half to two hours of Wes like teaching people about condors and death, I think. And that's <laughs> yeah. all I have ever been. It's really fascinating to watch. It's a lot of condor imagery. I can't believe it's not a bigger cult movie. I think at some point at some point, like we'll be listening to whatever is akin to a podcast in twenty years and like horror, like the horror movie nerds will be like, Man, my soul to take was like some sort of underappreciated genius. <laughs> They'll get it. We just don't get it right now. <laughs> They'll have the technology. To... <laughs> but you're, you're going to keep trying, Tim. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm going to keep watching it. I watch yeah. it. I try to watch it yearly. Condors? <laughs> yeah, yeah, like the birds. Giant condors. <laughs> yes. Yeah, the killer is dresses like a condor. <laughs> For then, with a big-ass bird at it. The end credits is like this weird animated like music video filled with condors. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it's really whacked like out. The guy from True Detective Season 2? Yeah. yeah. But a bigger one, like a bigger <laughs> bird head. Condors are giant, as Gojo said the other day. Yes. You don't need to say giant condor. They're already really big. <laughs> yeah. So it's, go it's check a, that yeah. out, and then go check out his good movies, too. Right. Or don't. <laughs> do what you got to do. Oh, People Under the Stairs. I like that one, too. Yes. Yeah. 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 Pour one out for Wes Craven. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think he wants to drink a sangria. I feel like that would be his drink of choice. There you go. A sangria? Yeah. Feels like a West Craven drink. <laughs> <laughs> we should come up with a list of drinks themed, after, <laughs> themed after horror movie directors. <laughs> and then we can we can taste have like a tasting and, and watch some horror movies. I like that. Pair the wines with the film. That could be a fight the franchise thing. <laughs> oh, you guys could have a certain drink for each film. That That's going to end about. so badly. <laughs> Could be, they could be. They could be smaller. We'll be leprechaun wrapping all over again. Smaller portions. <laughs> yeah, little sips. Smaller franchises yet longer episodes. <laughs> all right, I think it's time for us to move into our fall movie draft. Ah. Uh, all right. What is this? Don't talk for a second. 
Okay. What is this? You taking the mic? I should just say, I, I think I have the small, the most, the worst exposure to Wes Craven of everyone here. I think I've seen like three of his movies, maybe. You haven't seen any of the Scream movies. None. Which is insane to me. You don't know, he doesn't know who the killers are in the Scream movies. I've seen most of Scream 4. <laughs> I, I I've seen the first 30 minutes of Scream 4, okay. maybe. I mean, I hadn't. I've seen Swamp Thing. You didn't know either. I didn't know oh any of the killers yeah. up until. <laughs> well, I, I had asked him, I was like, I was like. I was like, "Do you even know who the killer is in Scream?" And he's like, "He's like, isn't it? Uh, what did he say? Isn't it Jamie Kennedy?" And I'm like, "Nope." <laughs> <laughs> it was really good. I mean, it made, it made me very happy. Yeah, I mean, the, if you ever want to do that, fight the franchise. Oh, I'd love to do the guy. a virgin viewing of Scream, the Scream series with you. Absolutely, I will be your virgin, Willie. Absolutely, <laughs> I will take that I, virginity. What are the other ones you've seen other than Swamp Thing? He's just seen Swamp Thing four times. <laughs> <laughs> you see Nightmare on Elm Street, though, right? Uh Yes, but like on cable, so I kind of don't count it. Right. Um, you have talked at length about the Serpent and the Rainbow. Oh, oh yeah. I love I've never seen it. Yeah, and I didn't have it just not... come up recently. Yep. No. Yeah. I wanted I'm a true dick tr- season. Oh. I want a true dick season like Serpent and the Rainbow. I've seen Red Eye. I liked Red Eye. Red Eye, Red Red Eye is good. Uh, yeah, seen, it's a nice little. It's like an hour. hour it's a nice little team. thriller. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't realize that was Wes Craven. Yeah. yeah. Red Eye is cool. Did he direct? Yes. Yes. Okay. I remember being really excited for that one because I knew, obviously knew about Wes Craven. Yeah. Killian Murphy was on the rise at that point. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That was like, that came out like two months after Batman Begins, I think. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Oh, Rachel McKenna. That was a good, yeah, I like that one. I liked it's it. Nice, yeah. It's a nice little movie. Yeah. 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 Like Tight little thriller. It's like yeah. what Flight Plan and there were a lot of movies around that era, that same time that they came out that wanted to be it. those tight little thrillers with like a little catch and they weren't quite as good. Yeah. yeah. No, Killian's really cool in that movie. Yeah. Yeah. All right, now back to our fall movie draft. Uh, Tim, I don't. I just realized we didn't decide who goes first. Oh my god! So we need to. Um, what, we're we, need, we need a system. Yeah, we got we got to figure something. I, I was, was basically draw figuring. Paper. Yeah. Okay. What were you thinking? For who gets who, like just one, two, just three, one, two, and four. Three, four okay. And then we rotate. Uh, yeah. Here, hand me that book. Yeah. Let's write the. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna hit the record and stop. All right, so Tim, uh, this fall movie draft was your idea. Yeah. Uh, as people know, we do the summer movie wager, and we kind of include everybody in that. But we kind of figured it would be cool to do something a little bit more short term and also kind of just between us on the show. Um, so, yeah, I don't know if you want to explain real quick. You went through? Yeah, we went uh, we went through and we just kind of looked at the big movies coming out in the fall going into the winter. Mm-hmm. And we decided uh, everybody's going fantasy football crazy right now this time of year. It's true. Going Doing into the football everybody's season. got a draft to be at. Um, everybody's got the draft. And yep. oh, I've never seen anything like this done for movie-wise and like how to keep score. So we decided it's the fall. The summer's the time for blockbusters. When everybody's going to make their money. The fall is more about the movies coming out that are a little more critically acclaimed. The movies that get you ready for Oscar season that are probably... This is when studios like to release a lot of their Oscar movies. And this is a really good fall looking at it. Um, we decided to make our own fantasy draft for it and then go by what we think the Rotten Tomatoes score will be. Yeah, so I think we need to... to we'll have to talk about it and think about it. Right. I did, did you... Or maybe you did that. Is it going to be cumulative or, or is it average. going to be average? I was thinking average. Okay. That changes things a bit. Does it? Well, no, it does. I mean, it, it, I think it's interesting because it makes like the risks 
like the later picks, it makes them more dangerous because it's a matter of like which one's going to get the lower rating. You know what I mean? Like, what if Goosebumps is awful? You know, what if the critics hate it? That could really throw off your average, even if you've got yeah, something. Yeah, what if? <laughs> yeah. I think it's going to be sweet, but yeah. So averaging it together is a better idea than... than you think so? I think it mixes it up a bit. I'm not saying it's we the need, right we thing. we we got to make a decision. Or what, or at we, some point, we're going to be looking at the numbers. I'm going to run it both ways. Okay. And it'll be like, okay, if we did it this way, somebody will win. And if we did it the other way, the other person's going to win. Or we go like fantasy sports and add all of our points. I'm doing air quotes together. Cumulative. Cumulative, yeah. Even that the lower movies are going to drag it down. Yeah. So I guess it is. Let's go way. cumulative. Yeah, cumulative. I like that too. I all think right. it's more. Yeah. That right. it's so more out of a space. possible 400, we'll have some score. Yes. Okay. <clears throat> All right, so uh, Tim, did you want to run down the list real quick? Yeah, we came up with 16 movies. We have four people. Everybody's going to get four picks, um, what we think will be the best, most critically acclaimed movies. We've got Black Mass, number one. These are in no particular order, other than I think release date, kind of. Okay. Black Mass, which is the Whitey Bulger uh, mobster movie starring Johnny Depp, Bener- Benedict Cumberbatch, directed by Scott Cooper, uh, Crazy Heart, Broken Trail, uh, the movies he did. The Martian the Ridley Scott science fiction movie with Matt Damon. Based on a book by Andy Weir. Thank you. Uh, Spectre, James Bond. Steve Jobs, biopic, Michael Fassbender, Danny Boyle, Aaron Sorkin. Um, about Steve Jobs. <laughs> Bridge of Spies. That was the uh, untitled Spielberg Coen Brothers Cold War thriller. That yep. was on my most, anticip- most anticipated list. Starring uh, Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks, yep. Crimson Peak, uh, Guillermo del Toro gothic horror movie starring Tom Hiddleston. Mia Wasikowska. Exactly. Goosebumps. Movie about the book Goosebumps starring Jack Black. The one, the singular book. Yes. Goosebumps. Goosebump. About the goosebump. Yes, Jack Black as R.L. Stein, the author of the books. Of the Goosebumps series. Yes. Big in the 90s. Millennials are going to eat it up. The Peanuts movie. That's about the Peanuts. Charlie Brown and the gang. There you go. Another animated movie, Trumbo. That's a movie about the screenwriter Dalton Trumbo, starring Brian Cranston, directed by Jay Roach, who did Meet the Parents and then has done some HBO-like political movies lately, like Game Change and Recount. Right. He's got a... He's, oh, and he did the uh, Will Ferrell campaign. So oh, he's been doing yeah, like political yeah. stuff lately. All right. Uh, Mockingjay Part 2, which is Hunger Games Part 4. Creed... <laughs> Which is about Scott Stapp. I had to make a joke. It's about um, Rocky. It's a it's a Rocky movie. Rocky spinoff. A, Rocky spinoff about Apollo Creed's son. All right. The Good Dinosaur Pixar movie um, about a good dinosaur in the heart of a sea. <laughs> if, oh, the Good Dinosaurs. What if the dinosaurs did not go extinct? Oh, is that what it is? Yes. Oh, interesting. So that's the two second tre- <laughs> teaser trailer that I've seen. <laughs> in the Heart of the Sea, which I just found out isn't a, movie, a Moby Dick movie. It is instead a movie about a disaster aboard a whale ship. So I thought it was based on the story that... I think it's based Moby on Herman Dick Melville. Based on. Herman Melville's Voyage. Voyage. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I thought it was a straight up adaptation. Based on the story that inspired the yes. tale of Moby yes. Dick. Is that... Okay. Yeah. That's a lot Moby of words Dick Prime. to put in front of me in a trailer. I can't read like that. <laughs> um, Star Wars. That is about Captain Kirk and the crew. Uh, the Hateful Eight, um, Quentin Tarantino movie, and The Revenant. Also known as Nick's Bane. <laughs> and what? The Revenant. Oh, The Hateful Eight. The Hateful Eight. <laughs> which is the, um, I can't say his name. Alexander, Alejandro Did Birdman, Babel, um, 
A very pretty looking movie starring a very pretty man, Leonardo DiCaprio. There you go. All right. So uh, we took <laughs> predetermined. Uh, we, we picked at papers out of a hat, the hat being my hand, uh, and decided the order of uh, picking here. And then we have it kind of randomized throughout. So I get both the first and the final pick. Yes. Uh, so number one, it's going to be me. Round one, number one, me. I am picking The Hateful Eight. All right. All right. Damn it. <laughs> All right. So you think that's going to be? I think I think it's going to be one of the higher scored films. People eat up Quentin Tarantino okay. uh, nowadays. So me included. And I always forget it. And I think <laughs> that happens to everybody else, too. Right. Like, I think technically Django Unchained was my top movie of the year that year. Okay. But I don't know. So right. anyway, The Hateful Eight is my first pick. Next up, we've got Willie. Pick number two in round one. Hmm. You know, I didn't think about this at all beforehand. That's a problem. It's tough, isn't it? I'm going to go. All right. I'm going to go Spielberg. I'm going to go Bridge of Spies. And I'm going to assume that the critics are going to love some Spielberg this time around like they always do. All right. For the most part. Willie's got Bridge of Spies. That one-two combo of Hanks and Spielberg can't be denied. And the Coen Brothers. And the Coen Brothers. Yeah. Nick, you are pick number three in round one. Oh, damn. What would you like? You got quite a list there. I do. We do. It is there. <laughs> um, I'm going to throw it out to the callers. Call in. <laughs> What's the number, Alex? 248-7335-MFN. Uh, we should do that sometime, by the way. We should, yeah, by I the agree. Way. Open up the lines. Um, I think I'm gonna go. I think I'm gonna go Star Wars. Star Wars. Yeah. All right. All Nick, right. Nick claims Star Tough Wars. Tough call. Which would have been my uh, second pick. Where do you think it's gonna end up? It was my second pick. Like tomato night. wise. Like where do you think you think it's gonna be in the nineties? Oh yeah. I don't know because the tomato meter is a really tricky barometer. Right. Is, by the way, this is just critics' tomato yes. meter. Yes. Yes. None of the audience. None of the it's, it's a it's a it's a fickle thing because it can it can really go either way. Right. So judging it based on that, it's interesting. I, I honestly don't know. I was skeptical of Star Wars earlier, thinking it could it could easily wind up at like seventy two percent. Like some hmm. critics might just go, eh. But I'm going to take a chance on JJ. I'm going to take a chance on the returning crew. We'll see. I think the love going into it, the excitement. I think for the for the the plebes like you and me, yeah. But for the critics, we'll see. Okay. There, there, is, there is that innate need in critics, and especially nerd critics, to hate things. So I don't think this has got that, though. Well, I, think this, uh, yeah. I think people are... I, pretty... I'm, I'm banking on that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but right. we'll see. Tim, you are pick number four in round one. All right. Give me the good dinosaur. Pixar's pretty safe. Very wise but, choice. Yeah. yeah. Inside Out just got like 98. Yeah. So, and I don't, this doesn't seem like a movie they'll backlash against. It's not a sequel and it's original. So the critics, I'm betting they're going to. This is an interesting one up. because it was supposed to come out like two or three years ago. Okay. And they halted it and spent more time on the animation and more time trying to make it better, so they said. Ah. So it's a weird one because they could have... the yeah, postponed paired up with like Brave or something, yeah. wasn't it? And the postponement oh, that's right. could be a good thing. They could yeah. have said, listen, we're going to make this into the best Pixar movie ever made. Yeah. Uh, and then, there was also some kind of... Uh, uh, tussle going on in the director's chair, right? I think, was so. it, I think there was a woman directing, and then she got fired or something. Anyway, 
This is the Midwest kind of film news <laughs> nerds podcast where retrospectives. Mis- misremembering Pixar. <laughs> See, Pixar. I, I was I was thinking about picking that one, but Pixar screwed me two years in a row on two of the movies. I put them like high in the yeah. summer, and they totally fell flat. And like the critics didn't really like them, and they didn't do as well. I'm a little bit. That was my that was my number three. So Star Wars is number two, and and Good Dinosaur is number three. Nice. But, all right, round all right. one. Tim, done. the round all one right, is round, done. Round one is done. Tim is leading round two. Round so, two. Tim, what would mm, you like? Man, I got it down to two. It's Ron Howard versus Ridley Scott in my brain. We we. And I'm going. I'm going to Ron Howard because I all love right. Clint Howard. Do it. And Ron is really. Because I love Clint <laughs> Howard is the first reason. <laughs> this, this movie looks. Because I love Rance Howard is the second reason. <laughs> and Ron Howard is good with Oscar bait. Yeah, he's uh, he's very good with. I'm that. so excited for that movie. Yeah, Tim just likes the movies that have been majorly delayed. I do. It's true. This went from March of this year to December. So, <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah, uh, Jupiter Ascending. Anyone that worked out pretty well for everybody involved. So, <laughs> I was just thinking the other day, and I was going to text you guys like, God, Jupiter Ascending was bad. <laughs> just, I just thought about the ending of the movie and <laughs> just started laughing. I still haven't seen it. Oh wow! Wow. <laughs> we can do an episode on that. <laughs> with Willie, it'll be our our second All right, helping. So Tim's week. doing After Earth for a second time. <laughs> Willie's yeah. gonna watch. All right, okay. I, I can't believe nobody said Mordecai for a second time. <laughs> oh, that's a good oh, movie. Everybody yeah. go see Mordecai. That should have been my first guest earlier, but anyway, we can talk about that later. <laughs> Nick, you are pick number two in round number two. Number two. Um, this movie will be joining Star Wars in your list. Ooh, damn. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the Revenant. The Revenant. All right. I think he's coming hot off of Birdman. Whether that gets him more favor or more skepticism, yeah, we'll see. That's interesting. But it's uh, it looks very promising. He's reteaming with the same DP, so the two clearly have a have a synergy there that's really nice. Great cast: DiCaprio, Tom Hardy, um, and that the trailer I think caught everyone's attention. So yeah, yeah, we'll see. All right, number three is me. My next pick, I'm going to jump my list here and go with Spectre. Spectre is going to be my second pick. Uh, last Bond movie, I don't know. I didn't actually look at the Rotten Tomatoes. It was, 90, it was 93, a 90, I Yeah, I thought yeah, it was yeah. pretty it's a good high pick. up there. So it was, it was one of my higher picks. Uh, so, yeah. It's um, interesting. It's, on, it's right. It's, Skyfall was kind of the end of an era for Bond in yeah. a way. And this is kind of an embarking on kind of a new adventure, yet sometime, yet also is kind of the end maybe for Daniel Craig. So it's weird. Yeah, I'm I'm really interested to see how it is. Is it November? Yes. Yes. Nice. That is the plan. All right. That's uh, the plan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's weird. We didn't really have a lot of in, like info about the movie until earlier this year, didn't we? Right? Or was that the last year? No, it's just started, it started to leak out this year. Okay. Yeah. That's kind of crazy. All right. When did filming start? I don't know. No. Who cares? <laughs> Welcome to the Midwest <laughs> Filmmates Podcast. <laughs> Willie, you are pick number four in round two. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with The Martian. I think, uh, I'm gonna put, I'm gonna, I think Ridley's, it's time for him to do another good movie. He's overdue. All right. The buzz was pretty solid about that first 20 minutes or so they screened, so I'm, I'm hoping. Ridley's due for a, for a smash. He is. He is. Okay. Well, that, I get to pick again. That wraps up round two. Willie, you get your third pick in the first pick of round three you know uh, i'm torn here because i could go with my brain or my heart 
It's like, go with my brain. Like See, that. that's the interesting Sorry. thing about like fantasy sports is I've always like thought like fantasy sports are for people who don't really like sports that much or like their teams because they just pick based on stats. So like yeah. this is kind of like well, that. that I mean it, it depends. That's kind of one of those things. Like <laughs> I can relate it back to something really nerdy where I don't know how much you guys went on game FAQs back in the day. Oh yeah, FAQs dot com. But every summer they would do a gigantic bracket with like the characters from all these video games. And I would always end up picking the things that I really liked. And I, I learned that. And the next year, I'd be like, oh, man, I got to go with the popular consensus. And I never did it. I could never change that. There's nothing and, wrong with championing your heroes. I mean, well, we're in Detroit. Yeah. We have the Lions. so. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, that's true. But it's one of those things where it's like if you're going to actually win the competition, you have yeah. to try and remove yourself. And it's something that I know a lot of us have an issue with during the summer movie wager, too. So I, I think it's interesting to think about that. But anyway, uh, I'm going to go with my heart. Yeah, you went you went with uh, Creed. Creed. That's what I'm going with. All right. I feel like, uh, you know, it's only right after Fruitvale Station. I feel like like Kugler's he's got something special on his hands. I think that this is probably the last time we're going to see legitimately see a Rocky appearance on film. And I think that's going to win over some of the. It looks really good. And it looks damn good. I had it down as my number four, but I second guessed it. My last pick and didn't go with it. I got a so. good feeling about old Creed. There you go. All right. Uh, pick number two in round three is Tim. Hmm. What do you want, Tim? Whitey Bulger versus Steve Jobs. <laughs> <laughs> what a fight! Give me, uh, give me, give me Black Mass. You want Black Mass? People, All right. I'm picking it over. I think it'll end up around high 70s, low 80s tomato score. But I think Steve Jobs will be lower. Because I think Steve Jobs, I think it's written by Aaron Sorkin, so there will be some backlash. And it might not be very good. Because <laughs> it's written I by Aaron Sorkin. I think people have forgotten the Ashton Kutcher one either. Like, yes. Kind of so. just came out yeah. two years ago. Well, I mean, I, I don't know how many people knew about that one in That's the first true. place. That's really. true. That is true. The, the yeah. second trailer for Black Mass is 1,000 times it's, better than the first yeah, one. Yeah, it is. It's it really actually good. looks like a compelling movie. Uh, yeah, I meant yeah. to ask you guys when we saw the gift. Yeah. Because yes. I, I I heard you murmur something, and I was like, "Oh, Nick might be interested in this movie now because he weren't." With That's the first correct. One. It looks, it Depp looks, looks really cool, actually. And I'm not yeah. big on Depp right now. It's a really weird look, but I'm still so over the Johnny Depp putting on makeup. I don't know. It's weird. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. It's his shock own fault. a lot. Was so good. He needs to stop making Pirates of the Caribbean movies. Yeah, but whatever. Yeah. All right, Got that mortgage. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so Tim was pick number two. I am pick number three, and I am going to go with Peanuts over the Goosebumps mm. film because I think I I don't know. I think it's gonna be it's gonna I don't know. It's that a, was a terrible choice, but I picked it. <laughs> I can see that. I think people are more interested. I'm certainly more interested. I know in that. that I I think it's gonna be like a big box office draw, but critically, I I I don't know. I guess I didn't separate the two because we'll I was like, see. Oh, yeah, Which one, know. Peanuts or Goosebumps? Peanuts. Okay. I think Goosebumps is going to be great. Yeah. I'm excited for Goosebumps. Me too. Actually, but... All right. Uh, Nick, you are pick number four in round three. I'm going to choose to believe, and I'm going to go with Steve Jobs. All right. I'm going to trust in Danny Boyle, because the critics usually enjoy Danny Boyle. That's true. And I think they like Fastbender, and I think his piece is being presented in a way that's more interesting, and... 
doesn't is not afraid to show kind of what a bastard Steve Jobs was. So I think critics might appreciate the rawness of it. Okay. Fair I, the, have you guys seen the trailer for it? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's pretty good. It looks interesting. Yeah. We I'm not. I'm not a fan of Sorkin per se, but we'll see. I mean, I, I, that's the weird thing is that I know I kind of despise the newsroom for what it is, but I really, really, really loved the Social Network. Aaron Sorkin is a weird uh, writer in that. Even on his TV shows, like there are episodes he's written that are just the worst thing you could ever watch. And then there are episodes that he's written that you're like, this is amazing. Yeah. So, I mean, it's kind of how he is. It's yeah. always, always been it. I mean, it'll be an exciting when he finds his groove. Exciting entry. Yeah. We'll see. All right. Uh, round number four. Nick, you are the first up. This is the final What's round. What's left? Crimson Peak, Goosebumps, Trumbo, Mockingjay. Your final pick. Oh, we. Your final pick. Um, I'm going to go. I don't know much about Trumbo. Mockingjay, I don't care. Crimson Peak doesn't look very good. I'm going to go Goosebumps, I guess. All right. Nice. Play it safe. I'm going to wager zero dollars. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Willie, you are pick number two in round four. Ooh. I'm going to go Trumbo. Trumbo? I think the Cranston's going to win some people over. All right. And Jay Roach really hasn't had a chance to prove himself as a dramatic director, has he? Not really outside of the HBO stuff I think he's done. And those have been pretty well received, so. All right. Tim. Alex, it's you and I. I guess you get stuck with. God damn it. With whatever. I know what you're sticking me with. No, I don't think you do because I think think Mockingjay is going to be better received than Crimson Peak. You think so? I do. It's It's the end of a saga. It's the end of a saga. It will. I think they'll take that into account, the fact that it's going to be an actual movie now. Um, I don't think it is. <laughs> I mean, I think the last movie demonstrated so I much. I think it'll that get that that Harry Potter part two. Mm, goodwill, but but was that Goodwill box office or was it critical? Critical. Uh, Harry Potter part two got good reviews. Did it? Yes. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, part, but to be honest, part one got better reviews than Mockingjay part one. Mark, Mockingjay was like in the sixties. Yeah, I think so. It's garbage. <laughs> I, I don't really judge it because it's half a movie. It's but, garbage. Um, yeah, I think listen, it'll be... You can listen to our really long episode where <laughs> yeah, Tim and where, I... Yeah, where Alex and I don't <laughs> know what we're talking about. <laughs> that was last year, last November. So I um, think my reasoning is I think it's going to be in the 70s. Wow. And I think Crimson Peak is going to be in the 60s. All right. For those curious, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 2 had a 96% on Rotten Tomatoes. Whoa. That's like, those are like Toy Story numbers, man. All right. Yeah. They, yeah, that's weird to me. All right. So I'm getting Crimson Peak and Tim is getting Mockingjay, correct? Correct. Wow. All right. You All heard right. it here. That's our full draft. We'll see how it goes. I think Black Mass is the first one up. Yeah. Yep. A couple weeks. Um, so we can. Uh, I guess if you want to do it at home, go for it. Let's pick, pick, f- pick four movies and let us know which four you pick, and we'll kind of we'll yeah. take a look to play against you us. guys. Yeah. You guys get the get the optimized thing here because you're not going to be picking against us, right? Or just have three friends join you and do the that same too, thing. That too, that too, you could do that as well. Maybe Send we it should in. maybe we should have a listeners league, a different division. Yeah. And it should be Youp and Nancy and David Steele. David Steele and Tim's mom. Tim's mom. mom. Yeah. There you go. Those are the four. <laughs> <laughs> Set up the Facebook group, you. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I think it's and all time. of our other listeners too. Yeah, yeah I mean, before. and everybody else who the listens. Silent, the silent. You know, listeners. I didn't. I didn't mean to leave anybody out, but uh, I think you know. I guess uh, 
Who else? Jason from uh, Kansas City, I think. And uh, I don't know if, if we got twelve people. listeners, we could each pick one movie, <laughs> <laughs> and it would be real crazy. Oh man, that would be interesting. What if two yes. movies tied? Then it's just a fight. To what if death. someone picked sixteen? <laughs> <laughs> so who we got to sum it up here? Let's sum up our All teams right. real quick. Yeah, my team, real quick. I have Spectre, uh, Crimson Peak, the Peanuts movie, and the Hateful Eight, and I'm going to lose this. <laughs> 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 All right, I've got Black Mass, Mockingjay, to the Good Dinosaur, and the Heart of the Sea. Yep, I've got The Martian, Bridge of Spies. Trumbo and Creed. I've got the other four. <laughs> yes. I've got Steve Jobs, uh, Star Wars, The Revenant, and Gersperms. Gersperms. Man, that's a very All right. team. Gersperms. Yeah. I mean, uh, we'll see how it goes. It'll be fun. I'm excited. <laughs> no, I just went. <laughs> when Willie said his list, I felt a little bit better. <laughs> You, I'm fine, <laughs> no, man. I, no, I think you'll. I think you're okay. I don't know what you're so what you're so worried about. Look, I got I got Ridley, I well, got we, Spielberg, I got Jay Roach. We, <laughs> 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 Woo! All of the luminaries. Yeah. <laughs> we keep being so hopeful about Ridley. I hope it's right this time. I who knows. I I'm, I've been really excited for The Martian. It's been one of those movies where I've been like, I really want to read the book, but I kind of cherish the cinematic experience more so I don't yeah. want to spoil myself. I don't know. They you know, I got a couple of gambles. I think we all have a couple of gambles yeah. on there. What if we what if we reshuffled and picked again based on critic percentage? I mean uh, user. Oh, user. Okay. <laughs> Let me oh. take, don't scare me like what that. if guys <laughs> we could we could potentially do that next week. I think yeah. that we if we, we want just... to think about it. No, <laughs> Maybe that, next year. No, that would be cool. But I don't know. Maybe I at just... the end of the whole thing we could be like, all right now who would have won if we had gone with the user? <laughs> like Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Just to that's see true. how different it would have been. Interesting. Yeah. Yes. All right. That's our draft. We can move on to our review. Yep. Of Kevin Bacon's cop car. In cop car. Kevin Bacon in cop car. I think that was his actual cop car. Oh, yeah. It's Kevin Bacon's vehicle. Did you not hear Did the you, start of the show? Do you, can I, I, I was listening. Can I real quick? <laughs> um, I found a blog called Celebrity Cars Blog. <laughs> and it, there's a picture. It just says, what is Kevin Bacon driving? And it's a picture of Kevin Bacon driving a car. <laughs> and I swear it goes, can you tell what kind of car Kevin Bacon is driving from this photo? And there are five comments of people guessing the car that he's driving because you can only see the window. It's just a window. And, they go, and the answer is, JW says, the person above is right. Lexus HS250. So Kevin Bacon drives a Lexus. Um, I think this is real quick. I think this is a blog full of celebrities driving cars <laughs> and people guessing what they are. Oh yeah, here's Ben Affleck driving a Mercedes Benz S63. It's got his name in it, Ben. <laughs> his license plates say B E N apostrophe Z. <laughs> just like one that. more. It should. No, it's, it's just, it's just are there four characters? It's B E N S B E N Z. Ben's Benz. Ben's Benz. Ben's Benz. There you go. And Warren Beatty is also driving a BMW Z8. Recently, Good this was in Warren. 2011, so he might get a new car Good by now. <laughs> no, he gave his leases up. Away. What an insane blog! <laughs> 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 they probably make more money than we do off of this. I, I can't. <laughs> they got that Lexus sponsorship. <laughs> yeah, Bacon's Lexus. <laughs> All right, so Cop Car, directed by John Watts, future director of Spider-Man for Marvel and Sony. 
uh, starring Kevin Bacon and two kids, uh, James Friedson Jackson and Hayes Welford. Uh, the IMDb synopsis says, A small town sheriff sets out to find two, the two kids who have taken his car on a joyride. So, yep. That, 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 um, that sums it up. Yeah, I don't know. This is just kind of a smaller movie. It was out on video on demand. We figured we could try and cover something that people maybe wasn't on their radar. and uh, and Maybe uh, they'd heard John Watt was directing yeah. Spider-Man. Yeah, and, and they want to check out Cop Car to yep. see uh, what Marvel may have seen in him. Maybe. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. Uh, who wants to go first? Uh, I'll go first. All right, Willie, what did you think of Cop Car? I'm going to sum up my review. Really quick in a timeline for you. Okay. All right. Ten minutes in. Did I rent the right movie? <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, about 20 minutes in. Oh, my God. Look at that mustache. <laughs> uh, 40 minutes in. This is awesome. I'm loving everything I'm seeing. And then about an hour and 20 minutes in. Eh. All right. Yep. That's my review. <laughs> 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 Okay, Tim, what did you think of Cap Car? I don't really have a timeline. Uh, timeline with Paul Walker but and I, Gerard Butler. <laughs> <laughs> I watched, I read the movie Timeline instead. <laughs> weirdly, uh, weirdly, six ninety nine on Amazon Prime. <laughs> it's overcharged. Um, <laughs> this is a speaking of time. This is an eighty minute movie that goes on, and it's still about ten minutes too long. Um, I liked it. I thought it had some really fun performances from the main people involved. Um, and when we get into spoilers, I like a lot of the, I, the themes it played with. It's the kids are a bit iffy at times. They're fine. Yeah. Um, I like the setting. I like the way they use the setting of New Mexico um, because New Mexico is a place that I forget like exists. <laughs> I thought they were in Colorado. It's supposed to be in Colorado. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh yeah. I completely misread it. Well, use of New Mexico. <laughs> Did they great. shoot in New Mexico? Is that <laughs> <laughs> I watched they t- shot in Colorado. Timeline was shot in New Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> it kicked I, off the film incentive in New Mexico. Why did I think it was in New Mexico that whole time? I don't know. Is I, I was I was one. <laughs> 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 I was wondering how you got New Mexico. I had no idea what where we were. Yeah, I was just watching. And I remember going like, this kind of looks like places I've been. You know what I mean? And the and license plates were Colorado. Then plates. I saw the license plate. Yeah. And I was like, okay, oh, it's Colorado. Okay. Oh, okay. Interesting. Sorry, Tim. For some odd reason, I just gave it, oh, they're in New Mexico, and I just went with it. But apparently, it's Colorado, which kind of <laughs> ruins my point. Because uh, I remember Colorado exists. Everybody look for the IMDb goof <laughs> written by T Long 1TW that but says all of, the plates, not in all, of, <laughs> all of the plates are Colorado, even though the movie takes place in New Mexico. <laughs> I, just, I just kept thinking the whole time, I'm like, oh my God, Thor is going to show up at any point. <laughs> <laughs> it did look just like go Thor, to that Seven yeah. Eleven. Yeah, um, it did feel equally as barren as the first Thor. Yes, yeah, and about as slight. Um, <laughs> it's a, I liked it. It was it was worth the uh, sitting at home and watching it, even though the six ninety nine, the six ninety nine. So it, I liked it. All right, Nick, what did you think of Cop Car? I don't like it. No, <laughs> nope. Why not? Uh. It it felt like, you know, it. <laughs> I thought the movie took place in Idaho because it reminded me a <laughs> lot of Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> this movie is the cross between Napoleon Dynamite and Blue Ruin. Like it reminded me a lot of Blue Ruin, but except I liked Blue Ruin a little bit. Hmm. I liked Blue Ruin enough. I didn't really like this at, at all. Like, it's kind of a drag. <laughs> Kevin Bacon is is fine. 
most of the time. He's downright hilarious some of the time. When he's running. The ki- oh, yeah. <laughs> and climbing things. Yeah. Uh, the kids are good. The kids, I, I, thought, I repeatedly thought, these kids, I'm, they're actually acting. Which is, I think, hard for kids to do. Yeah. And for the most part, they were they showed they showed that they were pretty good. I think they have they had some here's and there's some deliveries were a little weird, but they're kids. I pro- yeah I appreciate that a little. I like that a little more than like robots. I think we like I like kids that kind of aren't great and completely believable in their right. roles. Mm-hmm. Like the kid from Iron Man Three is the one I always think of. Like mm-hmm. he's just kind of a little moppet kid and he runs around and he's not yeah. pro- programmed to say Shane Black lines. Yeah. And the kid from Tomorrowland. The young George Clooney kind of sucked. Uh, yeah. The actual robot. <laughs> yeah. No, the boy. <laughs> uh, yeah, these, these kids were pretty good. Uh, I, I enjoyed them enough. But it overall, I thought it, it didn't really have anything to say. Like, when it ended, I was like, what was the point? It didn't leave me with any feeling of any accomplishment. And uh, I don't think it's particularly well directed. I don't think it's particularly well shot, which is weird because one of the... It has two directors of photography, which seems to be a problem. Um. <laughs> But one of them is the is the direct, is the DP of Daredevil season one, so I was like, oh, hmm. that's cool. And then watching it, I was like, I don't know. It looks like the DP from Napoleon Dynamite because there's lots of shots of just like a, a, a lock off shot of the landscape and then a car just driving through the frame, which is the shot from Napoleon Dynamite because it happens a lot in that movie. <laughs> uh, but oh, I just I don't I don't know I don't get it. I don't understand why people like it honestly. Yeah, and what did this have on Rotten Tomatoes? It was in the seventies, I think. Yeah, yeah, okay. it's 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 in the certified fresh, certified fresh, I suppose. But I'm just confused as to why. No, that's what I'm noting is that you don't. You're like, what do people see in it? I was like, oh, what was where was the Rotten? Yeah, I guess there's probably some critics that are just like, it's fine. I mean, like I said, the tomato meter is a weird thing. Some people are like, yeah. it just means they they it was favorable, but uh, it there are so many scenes in this that take four ever to be done there are scenes that in a normal movie would take 30 seconds like a little thing and it's stretched out to like two and a half minutes in this movie and it blows my mind this movie should be 50 minutes long and it's not uh yeah i don't know there's nothing in this that makes me go that guy that's our spider-man director (laughs) literally nothing yeah there's Uh, not even a building in this movie (laughs) (laughs) What's Spider-Man swinging on? <laughs> um, uh, Spider-Man just swinging through New Mexico. <laughs> there's a, there's, I got to find this gift so I can show it to you guys. Yeah, through the, through the great plains of New Mexico <laughs> slash Idaho. 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 that is. <laughs> Idaho, Iowa? Yeah. Uh, no, I had fun with the movie, but I felt like it was entirely forgettable and inconsequential, basically. I think I had enough fun... Watching the weird caricature that Kevin Bacon is playing, and I had f- some fun with the nervousness of these kids totally screwing around with things that they shouldn't be and aren't equipped enough to deal with properly. Uh, but other than that, yeah, it does kind of feel like you get to the end of the journey and you're like, eh. I don't know. I don't know if there was like a reason for me to spend this eighty minutes, but I feel like it was enough of a, it was enough of a breeze that I don't really regret it. But I, I was just kind of like, oh, I don't know. Like it, it's uh, and and it does make me wonder, like what, 
what did they what did, what did John Watts have? What did he bring to the table that was like, all right, we'll give him Spider Man, you know? But I don't know. I want to get into that. Okay. Yeah, in spoilers. In the spoilers. Yeah. All right. Uh, the only thing I <laughs> the only th- other thing I was thinking as we were talking was what would this movie be if they took the really dickish kid from uh, Wet Hot? I thought that was the same kid. I really thought that was the same kid for a second. Yeah, I really did. Yeah, yeah. One of the one of the kids is one of the kids is more the alpha, and the other one's a little bit more the omega. And the alpha kid is he's got he's a little uh, you know not really dickish, but man, if they took the (laughs) if they just made everybody in the movie a caricature and they had the really dickish redhead kid from Wet Hot in there, I think. (laughs) Would have been an interesting mix. Plug, plug Christopher Maloney into the Kevin Bacon spot. Well, uh, well Kevin Bacon was good enough. No, he was. Maybe he, was he needs a partner. Oh, God. That's Christopher Maloney. But all right. I think we'll take a quick break and we'll go right into spoiler chair. Are there any final thoughts on Cop Car? No. No, I, you know, check it out. I, I, I think it's worth if a look. If you're curious. Yeah. Six ninety nine. If you're bored, if you don't have anything better to, better to watch. You have got something better to watch. <laughs> <laughs> it's out there. It's it, it was a cool little cool little yeah, yarn, like little very minimalist, but it was cool. Yeah. All right, we'll be right back with spoiler Terry for Cop Car. All right, the cop car has ventured into spoiler Terry. <laughs> All right. The Kevin Bacon vehicle has uh, from, from across the frame and has entered <laughs> the spoiler the Bacon mobile. <laughs> All right, Tim, you wanted to talk about the Spider Man thing in Spoiler Terry. Okay, I do think there are some things going on in the movie. I did get. By the way, I'm glad Lizzie's still alive because I thought she was going to die from heat stroke. But anyway, <laughs> please keep going. Me too. Thank you for bringing that up. Uh, thank She's you. here in the studio. Um, so there were some things that I got from it. Um, I liked. The reason I liked it is, A, I thought it was funny, um, and I thought it was purposely funny, and I thought it did a nice job of juggling that. Yeah, that's that's fair. I thought it juggled its tone nicely. It was There was some dark humor. It made me laugh, so there I thought it was funny. Um, I liked it as a really negative coming-of-age tale for these kids. Mm. Um, they run away from home. From what you can tell, they might not have the best home life anyway, so it kind of seems like, Oh, they're getting away. They're go. They're gonna go find somewhere better. Better is what's in their head. So they come across the cop. They come across the adults in this movie, and there's even conversations in this movie about good versus like who's the good guy. Who do you yeah. think is a good guy? Um, is he the good guy? And it goes to show at the end, and this is where the movie should have end ended. It goes to show that basically there aren't any good guys in the world. Everybody's. It's not binary. It's not good versus evil. It's just adults are adults are just as stupid and silly as kids, and I liked that. I liked that idea, um, and I like the idea that there is no real. As much as you try to impose it, even as we try to impose it on kids, there's no real order to the universe and how people act. And I thought that's, I kind of thought that's what it was going for. I thought there were a couple conversations between the kids. The scene I'm thinking of is the kid and um, Shea Wiggum's character. Shea Wiggum. Who's amazing in this? She was amazing at everything. <laughs> so um, I just wish the movie would have ended with all of the adults in the movie dying in front of the kids mm. instead of where it ended, which was the the dumb last ten minutes of the kids running away from Kevin Bacon in Joyride. Um, <laughs> we you, we cut you off. You were thinking about a, a scene 
with the kids that uh god damn it you just said it well i just got, i kind of touched on it too with shea wiggum yeah that scene well it's where they talk like is he a good guy is he a bad guy and then yeah, he, the, and then the he, initial it, reveal of and they just him in the trunk and yep and then they decide because he convinces him he lies to him that he's a good guy turns out he's not a good guy either yeah. there are no good guys in this movie by the way Shea Wiggum if you need an album title in the trunk is pretty good <laughs> Shea Wiggum in the trunk if Shea Wiggum better need an album title <laughs> um so I just I wish the movie would have ended where it ended with cameraman Hines head getting blown off which was hilarious um <laughs> Because <laughs> the last 10 minutes got hurt. It, it does. It feels like a, and Nick's not wrong about it being dragged out. It feels like a short movie that's been dragged out to feature length. And that's one of the main yeah. problems. I just found a little more that I liked in it than I think. I mean, the, the points that you bring up are definitely things that I didn't think about. And it makes it seem more interesting to me. I just don't know if it was my own being along for the joy ride or if it was just that the movie doesn't really ask you to think about those things forwardly. Right. Which, you know, there's a slider there. Right. Whether or not no, you sometimes, want to do that, Yeah. But. And sometimes a movie has to do a better job yeah. of conveying, conveying its themes. And maybe it didn't do that. I just... We always talk about the, do you want to invest the work into it? Or should it be holding your hand? Or like that kind of thing. Right. So it's, it's not... It's, it's really not a, a complicated movie plot-wise. Yeah. Um, so it, it doesn't really... In that sense, it never really draws you in plot-wise to have you think about those things. So, I mean, that... That's something it probably could have done a little better, too. Um, but overall, I mean, why he got the Spider-Man gig, I wanted to touch on that. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's affordable, first of all. Um, Fair. The last 10, move, last 10 minutes of the movie feel like studio not notes, so he'll fit in well at Marvel. <laughs> uh, that's all the jokes I have for that. Uh, <laughs> um, no, um, he, I thought he handled tone well. I thought... I thought the movie was funny. I thought he handled the kids well. I thought like the coming of age stuff worked with me. I think it would work with Spider-Man. Um, I think if he gets a good script, I think it'll work. I think I, I see why they hired him in some ways. He does a good job of showing that like like youthful vibrance and optimism amongst like even in like the worst circumstances. You know what I mean? That right. like that. Yeah, and that's kind of a Spider-Man thing. Like, he's always in the worst possible position ever, but he's always got a positive edge. He's trying to keep... I, 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 I could see that as being like, oh, they, like Marvel saw it and went, oh, okay. He's kind of got that... He's got the youthful thing down, so... Yeah. And since they're going with a much younger Spider-Man, um, it makes sense. Um, could we just real quick talk about Shea Wiggum in a bathrobe, running in circles, trying to find a hiding spot? Because it's bloody, hilarious. Bloodied Shea Wiggum. Yeah. It's really funny. When he keeps setting down the guns and then, like, trying to hide somewhere... It, His... Tom Arnold move behind the telephone pole made me laugh. Oh, it's amazing. That <laughs> it was, was really wonderful. good. And then his, when he, <laughs> the horrific stuff he's saying to those kids is so funny mm. to me because it's so mean. And like, I feel bad because the kids are like crying and those, they did a pretty good job. Like I, I legitimately thought those, those little actors were like freaked out by him, but like, it's so mean, but I was laughing so hard because he's just saying the worst things. Like when he gets to the part where he's going to throw the guinea pig on the ground, like yeah. that's just so mean. Yeah. Like it's, it's pretty that great. Pretty he's awesome. He's hilarious to he's, me. Yeah, I, Shea Wiggum's. I forget, what what was the first thing that I really like? Championed Shea Wiggum in fast movies? No, I'll look it up. He's great in uh, Splinter for those. If oh oh yeah, he is great. In Splinter. He's great in Splinter. Yeah. Splinter's awesome. If you haven't seen it, see it. It's really cool. He's on Boardwalk. He's in Wolf of Wall Street. I don't remember that. 
Oh, yeah. he's in Agent Carter. I still need to watch that. Yeah, he's really good in Agent Carter. Um, he has a hilarious man. moment. Wiggum. Getting that word. Mm-hmm. Bad Lieutenant, I think I kind of remember that. True Detective, Oh, is, is it Lincoln Lawyer? I haven't seen Lincoln okay. Lawyer, no. Hmm. You just see it, he's good in it. I like that movie a lot, actually. I liked him in Wrist Cutters. Wrist Cutters, a love story. Um, but there's another movie that he's in somewhere here. This is really interesting. Uh, is the Sean Penn here. movie where he looks like uh, Robert uh, from The Cure? Yep. Yeah. That's the one. No. I almost called him Robert Plant. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it was just that, and I liked him in like uh, Silver Linings and the Fast Films. Oh. Uh, American Hustle. I He's don't remember somewhere. I don't remember it. Anyway. Yeah. He's he's really he's funny in this movie. He's, he's a he, yeah. I, he's a very interesting actor. He character always actor, yeah. plays very interesting characters. So yep. I like him. I think Kevin Bacon's mustache is great. His running is hilarious. His him flailing arms, dumping the bags of coke like the copious amounts of coke into the toilet, just made me laugh. And then he picks it up and snorts a bunch, a bunch. Out of it and yeah. then dumps it more. I enjoyed that image of Kevin Bacon just. Yeah, he coke crams that it. coke in his nose too. Yeah, well, let's just hope that all it's K-Bakes, no turning back. <laughs> that all K Bakes plays Craven the Hunter. The- <laughs> I was thinking he'd make a pretty good Miles Warren. Ooh, the Jackal! Yeah. I like that. Now we're just fan casting no. Spider Man. <laughs> I don't know the part with his. Where voice. can we put Kevin Bacon in Spider Man? His voice, Robert Kingsley. His voice Spider-Man. ringing through at the end makes me think he should be Mysterio. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> when they're when they're in the cop car and he's just you just hear him talking, it's pretty good. <coughs> I know Nick a fishbowl lighting up as Kevin Bacon. <laughs> oh talks. God! I know Nick really wants Harrison Ford as Roderick King. Oh my God! <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> I don't actually. No. <laughs> this is an old thing Willie saw on a message board like nine years ago. Someone said Harrison Ford should be Hobgoblin, and someone yeah. just said Harrison Ford. <laughs> Harrison Ford. It was like it was amazing. It was in all caps. Like, are you joking? Yeah, it was just like. A- but oh boy! No, any, I, I had uh, fun with this. It gets any, dumb in the last ten minutes. Tim's absolutely right. It gets it gets kind of silly, um, and it becomes kind of a different movie there, uh, to me. I thought um, I didn't want Kevin Bacon to like jump back in the car and start chasing him. No, no. they just hit the cow. He doesn't really accomplish anything. <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny in theory, Kevin Bacon crashing into a cow, but it wasn't very good in the movie. It was still pretty funny. Yeah, I laughed. I want to see the body fly out the windshield or something. Like yeah. that. like give me a bacon why, dummy flying. Why do you? Why do you think Bacon killed the brother and the first brother? Oh, some sort of drug deal gone wrong. Drug deal. Oh, totally. Okay. I mean, he had all that, that big bag, like all those bags of coke, and yeah. I think it was the the killing the brother might have been accidental, perhaps the first brother, but I don't know. That's I, I like the fact that we don't really know. Yeah, we don't know a lot of detail. We don't know. We don't necessarily know why the kids ran away. And and the movie is so tonally it, the first the first bit with just the kids is so like kind of sweet and carefree. And then the second Bacon shows up for that flashback, which I dug. I liked how we see where he got the, how you know, he got there. I wish the, the movie would have done up. more of that. You know what I mean? Because it sets that up. And I'm like that. That's kind of a cool. You know, to go back and show Maybe you the A and B story. Yeah, basically. that'd be yeah. neat. But um. Uh, as soon as Kevin Bacon shows up, I'm like, this is a completely different movie now. Like, like this is, it freaked me out because I was so like. Bacon has entered the vehicle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. The problem is like, that's all, that's like a great setup and a great inciting incident. But then nothing happens for like 45 minutes until Kevin Bacon finally gets in touch with them. 
And I was like, okay, now it's interesting, kind of. And even then, it kind of keeps going. And then, like, something needed to... Shea Wiggum needed to pop out of the trunk sooner. Something needed to happen. Because the middle of the movie... I could only watch those kids joyride and, and goof around with cop shit for so long until I was like, what am I watching? I'm watching Home Alone. Well, like, but the, the scenes Watching of them, a bumbling adult try to sort out his problem. And I, I watched the movie with Nicole, and the scenes of them, like playing with the guns and all of that, like anything that had any remote amount of like actual danger to it was like really tense and just kind of like, Oh God, one of them is going to kill the other one. Yeah. That's that's the stuff I like the most. It was that <laughs> really, I, was really I didn't think it was tense at all. Like I, cause I thought these kids are the dumbest kids in the oh, state of oh, New Mexico. That's why yeah. I liked it. <laughs> yeah, right. like, and, and that's Colorado. a lofty goal for what I know of New Mexico. <laughs> I guess it just it, it it missed all the marks for me, unfortunately. Like the kids, I didn't find them particularly endearing. I didn't. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing because one of them points the assault rifle at his face at yeah. one point. He's looking, and I was barrel. like, these kids are too stupid for me to get behind. And like, I don't want to come off like 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 Captain Scrooge or anything. Like, I hate kids in movies. I think like they they could have been really great characters, but they I, was, guess, I guess the problem is if they're. Smart enough, they're not going to take a cop car on a joyride. No, I think they can be smart. They can just be troublemakers. Mm-hmm. Like the one was clearly like a little more aggressive and like let's do it, took charge. But he doesn't. Have, they don't have to be stupid. Okay. It almost felt like a movie that that was taking place. It was like it was a period movie at first to me, and I could almost forgive some of the goofy. That's mess with the guns thing. If this took place in like the seventies, you know what I mean. Not that there right. was an education out there for gun safety, but I think it's become a lot more of a, you know, since then. So I, I almost maybe this is like. There's a Mario Kart oh, reference. I've just found another layer to this movie. Maybe that's what this movie is saying. Is like, hey, don't leave your uneducated, dumb children with guns. <laughs> New I, Mexico. <laughs> lock your, I think it's lock actually, your car. I think it's actually a police training video. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't leave your... It's a PSA. Don't leave your car unattended. So maybe there's a political bent to this movie, too, that we won't get into. Yeah, let's not do that. We'll save that for the Father's Day special. <laughs> Nope. Oh, boy. All right. Final thoughts? Let's wrap it up. Let's do it. All right. Feedback at MidwestFilmNerds.com is where you can talk to us about what you think about the show or the things that we talk about. MidwestFilmNerds.com has all previous 141 plus bonus episodes at MFN Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. We're also on Facebook and Vine. Uh, 247-335-MFN or 248-7335-636. Give us a call. Leave us a voicemail. We might play on the show and talk about it. Haven't said that one in a while. Amazon.MidwestPodcastNetwork.com is where you can shop and part of your purchase will come to us in the form of a small amount of money that we will use to make the show and our network even better. What's going on in the Game Nerds? Game Nerds, we are going to talk about... They had an episode out about what's coming out uh, the rest of the year, so go check that out. That came out last week. And then coming up, uh, I think we're going to be talking about Metal Gear Solid Five: The Phantom Pain, the first big fall release which also came out alongside Mad Max, which is another big fall release. So I think we're going to talk about both of those. Don't know if it's going to be in the same episode or how it's going to be broken up. But yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to dig into Metal Gear. Is that like a side quill thing? I don't understand video well, games. Metal Gear? Yeah, Metal Gear 5. Has there not been a... Is this Metal Gear 5? 
And uh, then that's the sub- that's, that's the, the title. That, is the Phantom Pain or is this? Yeah, Metal Gear Solid Five: The Phantom Pain. There's always kind of uh, been a subtitle. Metal okay. Gear Solid One was Metal Gear Solid One. Metal Gear Solid Two: Sons of Liberty. Metal Gear Solid Three: Snake Eater. Metal Gear Solid Four: Guns of the Patriots. Metal Gear Solid Five. Got it. Okay, sorry. I thought it was like. Well, there was also this weird like they put out the demo on disc. Kind of, they sold the demo, the forty-minute demo, as a separate game with other things called Ground Zeroes. Money. Yeah. That's cool. But uh, no, it's interesting so far. And as for what's coming up on the film there, it's September's looking kind of light. So we're kind of playing around with ideas. I don't want to commit to anything quite yet, but uh, we're going to try and do something different for the month. So uh, stick tuned. Find out more about that. There's rumors on the wind that uh, Fight the Franchise might make it to the airwaves soon. Yeah, it, yeah. I think it's going to happen. Yeah, so keep it. <laughs> this one's taking us longer than Halloween did, I think. Keep, yeah. an, keep an ear to the ground. For that. Well, it's okay because it hasn't taken us as long as uh, as uh, uh, as it did to do the um, uh, John Hughes retrospective and uh, that Mad Max retrospective might happen someday. Maybe when the next one comes out. <laughs> yeah. Maybe with a video game. Probably not. Came out today. <laughs> came out yesterday. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yesterday. Oh, did it? Yeah. 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 No. Good luck with it. There's probably another. <laughs> there's probably another Mad Max movie coming out at some point. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. Do it when Max, that movie about the dog, comes out <laughs> on, on DVD. DVD. Yeah. Okay. Or do it with the newest release of Mad Magazine. I don't know. I'm done. <laughs> End this podcast. All right, Kyle X Y, go watch a movie. Kill it with fire. Ooh, the Mad Men complete set. <laughs> I was thinking the movie Max with John Cusack about Hitler. And oh. The